my name is Joshua Parrish, and I am the co-founder of VetLife. So can you tell me a little bit about your military journey? Yeah, of course. So uh, I joined the military in 2000. I went to basic training at Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Uh, my MOS was 12 Charlie, which was combat engineer. In 2003, um, I was deployed to Iraq for the initial invasion. Originally, we were supposed to go through, I believe, the southern part of Turkey to the northern part of Iraq and link up with, uh, I believe, the 4th ID, 4th Infantry Division, but we were rerouted to Kuwait. So we went into the southern part of Iraq and spent the better part of a year deployed and came home and I left or I ETS out of the military in 2008. So what inspired you to create uh, the nonprofit? Oh, that's a great question. So when you leave the military, uh, you have to go through a program called TAPS. I believe it's called Transition Assistance Program Services. And essentially what that program, that federal program is designed to do is to um, ensure that transitioning men and women leaving the military are adequately uh, equipped with the tools uh, and resources needed to find their military benefits. And so when I left the military, uh, unfortunately, that wasn't the case for me. I wasn't able to easily navigate through the system. And I thought originally, I thought maybe it was just an issue that I was going through. And so I started to struggle with some of the things that I saw while I was deployed and I looked for help and I wasn't able to get the assistance that I thought that I, that I had needed. And so that turned into a downward spiral um, using alcohol as what I call a negative coping mechanism. And my wife and I moved to the lower peninsula of Michigan, I believe in 2010 or 2011. And I, took a job with a county department of veterans affairs office. And really quickly, I realized that it's not that veterans don't want to access their benefits. It's just that those benefits aren't easy to find and you don't really know who to go, where to go to speak to, uh, to get the services that you need. And so what I realized is we have what's called a backward veteran service provision model, meaning that the government expects you to search out your benefits uh, when in all reality, we should be uh, proactively targeting uh, through direct target outreach events um, to help connect or help better connect veterans to their military benefits. So uh, long story short, I worked for the county for about five years and then I took a job with the state of Michigan uh, for their central coordinating agency. And in that position, my job was to uh, coordinate benefits, military benefits for around 63, 64,000 veterans in a six county radius. And what I realized very quickly is that there was only one or two of me. Um, and every event that I would hold, every resource event, I would get a handful of veterans. But what I would get is a large amount of resource providers uh, that help connect those veterans to their benefits. And so when the pandemic hit, the position that I worked in was cut. And so my wife and I uh, had already started the groundwork to uh, you know, get the nonprofit up and running. 
And so we thought, hey, let's do something that nobody else is doing in this country. And that is not just targeting the veteran for the benefits, but also uh, the family as well. And what do I mean by that? If it weren't for my wife, I probably would not have uh, gained access to my military benefits because she was very, very tenacious in, in helping me search out my benefits. And what I realized is that veterans are very proud. They don't like to ask for help. It's ingrained in us from, a, you know, from basic training on that, you know, you just uh, suck it up and move on. And, and you're, you're seen as a weak person if you ask for help. And so uh, my wife designed a, a, an event called VetFest, and it's been designated as Michigan's largest free outreach event. We get around 3,000 people that attend the event. The, the, the beautiful thing that I think is the most beautiful thing about the program is we invite the veterans and their families, but we also invite vetted resource providers, whether it be uh, the federal VA, uh, the state of Michigan, uh, nonprofits, uh, for-profit organizations that are dedicated to helping veterans get connected to their benefits. And we work very closely with local county resources. And what we've seen is that one month after our event, there's a 60% increase in veterans going to their local county Department of Veterans Affairs office to search out their benefits. And why that's so important is we'll just take Livingston County, for example, uh, here in Michigan. In 2019, that county office saw less than 1,000 veterans. But what they did do is they brought back in about $11 million in federal recoverable money through disability compensation, uh, education, VA healthcare, VA home loans, to name a few. So when I go speak to government officials, I say, you know, the more veterans we can get through your doors creates what's called an indirect economic benefit. Meaning if we can get even one service member connected at 100%, that's around $4,000 a month uh, tax-free for the rest of their life. That's money being spent at, you know, the local uh, barbershop, the local true value, the stores, um, and so it just makes sense to hold these types of events throughout Michigan uh, and, and really move the needle in the right direction because Michigan, for example, falls within the bottom five of states that uh, help veterans get connected to their benefits. In 2019, uh, less than 18% of that 600,000 uh, population was connected to a federal benefit. And what that means is that the, the system in place right now has not been working and we think that the, the vet life concept of including the family in the process, uh, helping these men and women regain a sense of purpose, sense of camaraderie in the military community is not just going to help them get connected to their benefits, but it, it's also going to potentially help them save their lives uh, if we can reduce the veteran suicide rate. So in the military uh, everyone's like a tight knit family. How important is it to still have that outside of uh, of uh, when you become a civilian again? I, I think that's imperative. I mean, I think the first thing that we do as veterans is we search out those brothers and sisters, uh, you know, that we no longer have in the military. And, and I'll give you a, a real world scenario, a story. Uh, the pandemic had first hit. And I knew I had hit rock bottom when I had left the military in 2008. I, I really didn't think I was going to make it. And so I wanted to take all of the, the problems and issues that I faced and, and be able to create programs that, um, you know, help 
link up these veterans to not just their benefits, but also to other uh, military men and women that have already transitioned and are living in your community. And I put on LinkedIn, and I think it was in uh, late to middle 2020, and I had put uh, just something simple, you know, hey, I'm your brother, I'm your uh, I'm your brother from the military. I, you know, if they're if you're struggling, I don't care where you are. If you want to have a cup of coffee, if you just want to talk over the phone or wh- whatever you want, I'll, I'll be here for you. And I, I received an uh, internal message, an IM on LinkedIn, and it, it was a male veteran that had lived uh, relatively close in the community. And he said, hey, you know, I know we can't really go get coffee per se because everything was shut down, but can we go for a walk? So we had went uh, to one of the local parks and walked around for about an hour or so. And we were just sitting on the bench and and it, you could tell he was just I, like a sense of relief had, had come over him. And he had looked over me and he goes, you know, um, I've been searching for this since I left the military. And I want to be brutally honest with you that if you know, I was at my wit's end, I was actually going to take my own life if I didn't find somebody that that was there for me, like like it was in the military. And so, I, I I think that story resonates within the veteran community because you know we were ingrained to like when you're over in Iraq or Afghanistan, Vietnam, Korea, World War II, you know you're counting on that person to have your six, to have your back, to make sure that you know, you're going to make it through. And when you need to rely on somebody, those are the people you rely on. And then when you leave the military, the government, and it's almost kind of like a tongue in cheek, you know, this whole thank you for your service, because that actually doesn't resonate well with me because, you know, thank you for your service to me is like, I, they just kicked me out the door and said, you know, hey, hope you can find the benefits that, you know, that you earned uh, through your military service. But if not, oh, well, uh, there'll be another, you know, Josh Parrish out there uh, that'll that'll pick up the arms and serve their country. So I, uh, um, I just think it's very important to be able to connect not just the veteran, but their family as well when they leave. What are some of the things you've learned from your wife? Well, to give you an idea, I'm 6'2", about 210. My wife is about 5'4", 105 pounds. And and she scares the hell out of me sometimes. She, <laughs> she, you know, she she's always been there through thick, through thin. I mean, there have been times where I, I'm I was dry heaving. I was just having panic attacks, and she would just hold me. And you know, what I've noticed is it's always it always seems to be the spouse that's the one that's really pushing for the veteran to get their benefits, and so the the amount of respect and you know admiration that I have for her, um, I mean I I don't think I've I could ever meet a better friend um, than I have in her and and I'm you know I'm fortunate that I'm able to spend the rest of my life with her and I I hope that you know every veteran in the world has their their Courtney Parish you know their person that that helps them and and picks them up when they need to be picked up. So when I was researching you, I saw you've had a lot of accolades uh uh what 2019 uh veteran uh so how does it feel that to be recognized to help people yeah you know i I, to give you a little background of who i am I, i grew up on a native american reservation in the upper peninsula and uh, that's a that's very closely 
related to the military. I mean, it wasn't uncommon for my aunt to just come into our house and, you know, grab some sugar or milk or whatever she needed. And so we, we've never from a, a early age, it was, we were told that, you know, you're not, if you're looking for recognition, when you do something, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And so I, when people ask me, you know, I, I get that question a lot about, you know, the recognition and I'm, I'm just as happy to do the work behind the scenes and, and not be recognized. And so it, it doesn't feel right when, when I go up and accept awards or, or give speeches, it feels very surreal because I'm just this, um, I'm just this young, poor kid. You know, I was a young, poor kid that didn't have running water till I was like four years old. And so you're telling me that I'm able to speak to the governor, you know, or speak to these Congress people uh, about my own trials and tribulations. It just, in one world, it's just surreal. How has helping people helped your mental health? I, you know, I, I really think that, you know, if it wasn't for my wife, that would have been my other saving grace. I, uh, <laughs> I remember when I had first got out, I was so afraid. If you're not familiar with the term stop loss, it's, uh, you know, you have a, a certain period of time where the government can call you back up. And so I didn't check my mail for like three or four months. And finally, the, the mail lady uh, was beating on my door and she had this stack. I mean, it must've been about, you know, that thick of mail. And, and I had told her, I, you know, I said, ma'am, you know, I'm, I'm just really afraid that I'm going to have to go back overseas again. I said, I barely made it through the first time. And, you know, now I got a uh, wife and kids and it's a, it's a little daunting. So, um, helping people, I, I grew up in a pretty, you know, rough atmosphere. I'm the oldest of six. And so, I had to take care of my brothers and sisters from a very young age, uh, getting them on the bus, getting them off the bus, making sure they had dinner. And so I think I've always had that my sense of purpose is really trying to help other people. And so, you know, to answer your question, I, I, I feel like that's my why. My why is to be able to, to make this world a little better place than, than when I first came into it. So. I like that you brought up, uh, that's my why, because I do hear that a lot, especially with veterans trying to make it better. Yeah. And I don't, I, you know, I've, I've made some really good friends along the way. Um, and I, I've tried to help and make people's lives a little bit better by knowing me, um, because I, I understand the struggles that these men and women are going through and, uh, you know, my wife always says, you never know what somebody else is going through. And so maybe just be a little bit kinder to people. And I, I you know, I'm not, not always the kindest person, but uh, I got, a, I got a rough exterior, my wife says, but she says, I got my heart's too big for my body. So. So what motivates you? Uh, you know, <laughs> so, you know, as I mentioned before, I, you know, the oldest of six, my dad really wasn't in the picture growing up. And so I, I didn't have a sense of purpose. I didn't really have a sense of identity. And, and if we're being brutally honest, I to cope when I was younger, I would pretend that I was in a movie and, because my life was so terrible growing up. And so when I joined the military, I finally found what I'll call my sense of purpose, my sense of identity. And, and I was just gravitated towards it. I, I loved it. And, and I think it had a lot to do with when I was younger and not having that sense of purpose. So 
when I left the military and again, you know, I, I lost, I felt like I lost that sense of purpose, lost that sense of identity. I wasn't able to put the uniform on anymore and serve my country. And so this is my way of giving back. Um, you know, I've lost a lot of friends along the way uh, to suicide. And and I'm, I'm hoping that what we're doing can save a few more people that normally wouldn't be here. Where would you like to see vet life in the next three to five years? Um, so I'm, I'm all about trying to change things internally. Um, I've, I've started with Michigan. We were able to work with the legislatures to uh, uh, gain some funding uh, for County Department of Veterans Affairs offices throughout Michigan. I believe in 2016, there was still 10 counties that didn't have a Veterans Affairs office. We worked with the legislature to get an annual appropriation of about $4 million to help with that veteran resource provision. Uh, another thing that we're really focusing on is about 90 to 95% of military records are still in paper form. So my wife and I created this app. It's kind of like a patient portal. It's called My Veteran Records. And so essentially what it does is what we want to do on the federal side is when men and women leave the military, we know about 200,000 people leave the military every year and they're mandated to go through that TAPS training. I'd like to have a, a, a group of you know, vet life volunteers, vet, vet life people go into these active duty military installations and say, all right, uh, you know, Josh, you're leaving the military. One of the most important things to have on you at all times is your military records, your discharge papers, your medical records for disability compensation. So what MVR does is it uploads all of your military documents into a patient portal that only you have access to as the veteran. And what we do is we upload resources based on the state. So if you need help with a VA home loan or if you wanna enroll in VA healthcare, uh, or if you received, this is pretty interesting. This is something we're developing right now. Um, if you were released what's called other than honorable uh, conditions, you're not eligible for VA benefits. What we can do is if we find out that you received an OTH discharge, we automatically uh, apply for a discharge upgrade. And so what we're doing right now is we're finding that a lot of veterans were receiving OTH discharges because of marijuana use. And Michigan is one of those states that record, uh, legalize it recreationally, but it's still illegal on the federal side. Um, my contacts are telling me that within the next three to five years, you're going to see marijuana um, legalized uh, on the federal side. And so what we want to do is work with the state of Michigan and, and see how many veterans in Michigan have been dishonorably discharged and see the effectiveness of MVR with getting them uh, to that under honorable conditions, which makes them eligible for their benefits. So to answer your question, it's kind of twofold. We want to have more Vet Fest events um, throughout Michigan because of how significant a significant positive impact it's had on the local community um, that we operate in, as well as on the federal side. We want to implement the My Veteran Records uh, program, and we think that that'll really help uh, empower the veteran to really be able to search out their benefits, um, as opposed to just kind of aimlessly wandering around after they leave the military. Um, and there's a study out there that says that a veteran will ask for assistance up to three times. And if they don't get that assistance by the third time, they just uh, essentially blend back into society um, as a civilian. 
and those are untapped benefits that you deserve. So um, at the end of the day, the more veterans I can screen for their benefits, I think um, that's the measurable success that we can show um, on the forefront for VetLife. 